here we go. Welcome to the Bird Sports Performance Podcast, episode 20. This is part two with Coach Randy Huntington. And uh, we kind of got cut short, but I wanted to have another mom before he went back to China, uh, you know, to continue to work at the Olympic team. So how's it going today? Good, good. It's a nice, relaxed Sunday. I still don't know if the Lions won, but I doubt it. <laughs> I hope they did. I have to check. I think it's... A, it's high game. My, my my running back plays for them, so I hope up when they win in the last game. Right? Of the yeah, I knew. That's why I was I brought that up because I'm thinking, and I hadn't seen the results yet. So I'm looking at it right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you because we should know that answer. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, if we're gonna sit here and talk about this, we should know. Okay, and there it is. The Packers might be resting, folks. Well, it looks like the game's over already. It's not. I don't have a, a score. Dog got it. Well, okay, uh, we lose. Oh, they yeah. lost. No, no, we just don't have a score. Oh. So I, can't tell you. <laughs> I think it's over. It's over with now. I believe so. Oh man! Uh, you can you can try to find it um, somewhere else, but it's not on. At least not my cable network at this point. I think they I think they won actually. Boy, it'd be great if they did. <laughs> so you've been a Detroit fan, Lions fan all a long time, huh? Oh, since I was a kid, since I grew up in Detroit, yeah. They got a uh yeah, the fight the Lions won 30, 37 to thirty. <laughs> Who won? The Detroit Lions won. Uh Detroit won thirty seven thirty. Yep. Fantastic. Yep. They got a good team. Craig said he loves the atmosphere. He loves the coaching staff. They've been in so many close games that this it's that they're on the brink of turning around. I think this is a good coach. Yeah, Coach Campbell's a good yeah. guy. Yeah, it sounds like they they finally made a good selection for coach there. Yep, they got a lot of good talent. They just need a couple more pieces. I think they can start winning a lot more games. Mm-hmm. You know? well, good for them. He said it was the best locker room he's been in, and he had been on five teams. That's when they fell. Really, come from a Division two team, but he, he he said it's the favorite he's been on in this corner. Huh? So. Says a lot. They're doing they're doing some good things up there. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that locker room's good. That's all. It says a a whole lot considering where they've been. Yeah, they yeah, they, they could. That's a, they they get the right res- recipe going on. Yeah, they can they can turn it around. Okay. So, so first off of football and did pride. Yeah. Lions. All right. <laughs> so whoever left off, I was talking about um, elasticity and how can you build it? Can't how can you destroy it? Like how can you utilize it for distance running, sprinting, all the ju- jumping well, ability? I, I think we finished with establishing that you can't build it to a degree. You can you can build it when you're younger. Okay, you can change it, but it's accessing it that's the real key. Gotcha. Accessing what you're what you do have. Um, you know, can you get more elastic? You can change tissue a bit, but the real key is to reposition the joints to put you in a position to take advantage of the elastic ability of the body. So it's about uh, joint repositioning and making sure you're lining up the forces properly. And that pretty much sets up the fascia and all all the other types of connective tissue that you're dealing with to um, give you an elastic response. You said the muscles set the joints up, correct? Muscles set up set up the joints, or muscles reposition the joints to take it to take advantage of the elastic ability gotcha. of the tissue. Yeah. Gotcha. What are some type of drills that younger kids could do? Well, all, any you know, jump rope, skipping, anything that has to do with joint repositioning and small, low amplitude elastic responses so you know you you've got skipping a little galloping a small jumping hopping but but low amplitude not not a lot so this builds up this tissue as you grow plus they're going through growth spurts so there's times where you don't want to do that kind of training okay. because their 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 potential for injury goes up as they really hit their their peak height velocity gotcha 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 but okay. you do want to be training it mildly through that time period. So. Does high speed sprinting does that help as well? Not really. Okay. No, because 
high speed sprinting in a kid, they're never gonna they're never gonna access. They're never gonna be tactically good enough to access it. I've yeah, seen one in my lifetime. Okay. I, mean, I saw one kid. He was eleven years old, and you could he could have been a world class sprinter really? right then and there. Yeah. Other than that, I've never <laughs> seen a kid that. It, you can tell the elastic kids when you watch them. Right. By the time they're 14, 15, 13, 14, you kind of get a good sense of it. Gotcha. Now, you, 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 you can help the women more because for some reason, in general, the women miss the ability to jump, mostly probably because they don't have the opportunity to do much of it. Gotcha. Um, in, in the past, they haven't. Now, of course, recently, it's not so much true. But um, you know, playing basketball and doing things, volleyball – Doing things that are have a lot of jumping in them just naturally really, really help out. I always thought when I get a volleyball player or a basketball player, I can build their jumping ability easier than someone just off, you know, that's never done those things. Oh, yeah. Time. Well, they, they understand it. I yeah. mean, they, they could feel it a little bit better. Yeah, Most they, of our great long jumpers, our female long jumpers and triple jumpers, uh, played basketball in high school or college for that matter. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, so, as sometimes in America, they they profile these sports. Now, what what like at those, what what foundation sports? Well, you, have to, you have to remember that women's basketball is really a relatively new sport in the greater scheme of things. I mean, in terms of high school basketball, I think Michigan and Iowa and Illinois, kind of the only ones that had formulated leagues. And that was starting in the early seventies. Really? Maybe late. so. I mean, it's a, it's basically forty-five, almost fifty years wow, in existence. Really? But and and then it didn't even get better than that until a little bit long, later. So wow. it's uh, it's in, in terms of organized basketball for women to have access, it's really been a, a fairly recent uh, occurrence. In the history of sport, of course. What things did you do with Sue to help his elastic reactive ability? Well, in his case, the first thing we had to do was just get him to uh, get his his calves stronger. His soleus, particularly, because the, the soleus sets up his 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 lower leg lacked elasticity, mm-hmm. and so he couldn't bounce off the ground. And I use the word bounce instead of jump because I really want them bouncing, and and the sense of bounce gives them a different view of it, a different scope of of the movement they need to execute. So in Sue's case, he was very weak in the soleus, which is the muscle that sets up the ankle joint to set up the knee joint, to set up the gastroc to do what it needs to do. Okay. So um, in his case, we did seated calves. We did hurdle bounds with a slightly bent knee. We did hurdle bounds with a Straight knee, we did Kaiser rack, uh, uh, about ankle bounces with a pneumatic. So we're working on a higher speed eccentric back to the ground than you would get with gravity alone. So the air can pull you down faster than you would just fall from any height. Okay. So and that's a, that's a, so that increases the speed, the velocity of of the eccentric component. You have like to learn over, how to react. Like over speed eccentrics. It's so, overspeed eccentrics, essentially, yeah. Because the maximum eccentrics can be is, you know, whatever height you are with gravity, you know. So you can't go any faster than that. Right. Your, your gravity is always your limiting factor unless you use a band um, or a Kaiser. The only difference, the big difference with Kaiser and band is with Kaiser, you know what you're getting. With the band, you're never quite sure what you're getting in terms of resistance. Gotcha. You don't know, because it, it's the way it stretches you know the resistance is going to be climb up I mean, tremendously it's 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 log it's, i don't know, can't remember if it's logarithmic or not but i mean you know for every inch once you get to the max that you're at then you start going beyond that it it gets really hard really fast <laughs> what do you do do, so. do you do any what do you are do you do any tempo running and do you, if so do you do any extensive tempo or intensive tempo we do we do extend a little extensive tempo but um, you know, right now we're at six by 200 okay. with, uh, a 135 pulse recovery. Okay. So, you know, we're doing, we're doing 1200, uh, 1200 to 2000 meters of, of tempo running once a week. 
then we may do a recovery tempo, which is different than tempo running. And uh, we may do that once a week, depending upon how their legs feel. And we may do that tempo in the pool, deep okay. water pool, instead of on the track. Gotcha. People don't realize they can do tempo in the pool or in a bike or something like that. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> now, what no, what do you... Because um, some, do, do some of them do tempo at 75%. Some of them do it at 85%. Well, we do it... Yeah, I do it at 70 Okay. Actually. I make sure it's yeah, under 70. Yes, so, I, I do I do something like that because I, I I'm afraid they might go too fast and it might be not. And they will go too fast. They'll start <laughs> racing each other. <laughs> so that's my where I try to keep them below it where it's like um, it's safe, they know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have to just understand what's your purpose for doing your tempo. Are you working, are you working technical uh, form that, during those sessions? During tempo, mm-hmm. I, I never don't work te- technical form. Gotcha. So gotcha, it's gotcha. always it's always there. If they're running lazy or aren't doing certain parts, I'll pull them aside and say, "Hey, let's remember to focus on this." Gotcha. Even if you're running slower, now is the time to do it. Gotcha. That makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. Now, what type of things do you do for mobility for your? Oh, that's runners? a loaded question. That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Well, um, let's go into maybe certain things. I, I'd say like hip, it's hip hip flexion. I think would be one, like for, well, for front side mechanics. Yeah. Well, front front side mechanics is doing everything from the midline backwards, right? Okay. You know, or so it's recovery mechanics. Gotcha. And uh, no if you do that right, your front side are pretty much taken care of. All you could do then is two things. One, you can increase the the power output or the speed of it, and two, you could increase the re- or you could reduce the fatigability of the muscles involved. That would allow you to maintain speed significantly longer. Okay. Gotcha. What about now? Now, there's some because I have some young sprinters. They are just so stiff. Boys mostly. They cannot get the get the thigh up high enough. Uh, coming out of the blocks, and so they they have to come upright, a little higher, just to get, just to get their legs recover fast underneath them, you know. Well, it's hard to say. I'd have to see them to be sure. Yeah. Um, it could be their block settings are right or wrong. Don't know. Um, they maybe do not have enough forward lean in the blocks, and that. Uh, yeah, it, it, there's a lot of things there that can cause that problem. Gotcha. Now, have you ever, have you ever seen someone that's right. too stiff in the Achilles and ankle? Yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah. And your your goal there is to take them in the weight room and run them through full range of motion training. Okay. Yeah. I've seen. I've had some usually people. after time we'll get rid of it, uh, particularly if they have any sports medicine to help at all. Gotcha. Now, how about anybody? Would have people that are too stiff in their hamstring and the glute? Well, <laughs> that's a tough one because you know I've 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 felt for the for quite a while, but that we we're doing way too much hamstring work. Okay. Um, we need to do it, but we don't need to do it to the extent that I see people prescribing it at least what's your thoughts uh, on that because do you how much hamstring work do you do strengthening wise and what types of work exercise do you do for that oh well we do kaiser leg curl okay and we do um glute ham ball drops eccentric ball drops okay or, you know ball drop eccentric and you go down eccentric drop the ball pop pop back up we'll do some single leg bridging i mean we just we just you change it up. it up we'll only do you know, during the week, we'll probably do four exercises, maybe five. Okay. Probably because you're getting so much from sprinting, too. Well, yeah, you just can't overdo it. If you do, then the injury potential rises yeah. a lot. I mean, the first part is you do hamstrings to try to help with the injury potential. But if you overdo that and it doesn't take a lot, you get in trouble real quick. Right. Right. <laughs> right. The, do you, now, do you... Um... What are type of here's another thing too. 
what are type of do's and don'ts you see in speed training? Like what, 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 what type of pitfalls people do you see or fads that people do in speed training around in track and field or football or field sports? I think, I think the biggest one that I see is they don't really understand the drills that well. Okay. And so then they can't really transpose the drill or integrate the drill into technique after they do the drills. Uh, so they get, there's this, there's this loss, there's this vacuum that they fall into between. Are you talking about like, 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 mo- like mock drill, mock, 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 drill, mock drills and all that? Like whatever it may be. Yeah. Gotcha. Do, 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 do you, I see people you now a lot of, this is part of American football. People run in sand. What do you, what's your opinions on that? And on that, as far as for speed training. A lot of my football players, again? football. A lot of my football players like to run in sand, and that's an American football thing um, for speed you know training. When you're running in sand, the thing that running in sand works hip flexor speed and strength because you're not get you can't get anything off the ground. Gotcha. So you got to lift off the ground, um, and then of course you want to go the other direction, and you got to push. But the sand gives away, so it doesn't help you as much in the drive as as it does inflection or extension versus flexion and and it feels hard but it seems like it's it seems like it shortens your your gait a little bit well it is hard it's but it's that's that's physiological i mean you know you're talking about something another limiting factor for fatigue but if you want to get something out of it then you 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 try to come off the ground as fast as you can gotcha 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 that's a lot of people. Um, that's a big fo- American football thing, like a fad now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you, now, um, <clears throat> what's your opinion on on foot ladders and stuff like that? Uh, we we do them occasionally, and mm-hmm. with football, I do them all the time. Okay, particularly with kids, um, just because it's coordination. Gotcha. It's like if 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 you gave me six offensive linemen, I'd put them in a folk dance class. <laughs> Because good coordination, it's, you say. It's incredible coordination for the feet. Gotcha. Yeah. And you you get it becomes subconscious in your movement patterns, and all of a sudden that would get transferred and integrated into the game pretty quickly. Gotcha. Okay. Whoops. Gotcha. Did you did you um for the Broncos did you do that did you do kind of now how how did you when you did American football how did you train for as speed was this all probably all all acceleration work right. Mostly acceleration. I did a little, um, a few drills, but just for warm up. And of course, the DBs, I did more DBs and corners and, and wide receivers. Okay. Did more because they're the only ones on the field really running that fast. Gotcha. Uh, occasionally, these bit, these days, uh, you know, a linebacker has to pick up a pass, uh, a receiver on a pass route or somebody coming out of the backfield. So uh, they've got to be able to handle that as well. Um, but yeah, we did a lot of sleds. Uh, strength training was just just needed to change. They're running, they're running a lot of meters, you know. So their running was all based on conditioning. It okay. wasn't based on speed. Gotcha. And and they didn't didn't realize that you could run condition and speed. Gotcha. Okay. You know? I remember ta- I remember being sitting at the bar at the combine. With a few of the coaches, Mike at Green Bay and what's his name was at Tampa Bay and now I think it's Oakland, um, and just talking about speed and and they were adamant that straight ahead speed did not transfer well to uh, to football and and I said well if you've never played football you'd be correct but if you play football and you get faster straight ahead you're going to be better in your lateral movement skills yes. <laughs> That's what I. That's what I tell my line. My um. My, my uh, you know, little kids. Say, Once the faster you are straight out, straight ahead, you're gonna have a faster lateral. Usually. Yep. <laughs> because the ground contact times are actually shorter when you when you cut. Well, you yeah, and and for the most part, it is um, them getting stronger. Yeah. Learning how to be stronger. Yep. Yep. Now, what about what? What's your what's your ideas on period? How do you periodize your sprinting? Is it what's your what's your philosophy? Oh, it, cha- it changes all the time. All the time. <laughs> no, it does. It's, it depends it, because you have to 
you got to, if you've got a group going, you got two people doing this and four people doing that, another person just starting. That, so it changes considerably. That's what I'm going to say. So, you, so part, it's all individualized. Yeah, for the most, it's not all individualized, but it's definitely closer to that. Okay. So for the most part, um, I'm sitting with, well, let's see. Um, like you do, you do blocks? Do you do, you just well, find I, the I weaknesses? Do, I do all blocks. Okay. Um, block training, meaning all the trainings in blocks. You're right. But we do block starts and things. So typically with the older guys, I do a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, where the sessions are a little bit harder. And with the younger guys, I'll do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, tempo, Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday. Like what, like what's a week, what's a week look like for us uh, for as sprinting oh, and weight? That, that changes. That changes a lot. Weights, like right now we're at two days of max strength. Okay. A day of power. Gotcha. So, so, so they're breaking their lifting legs three days a week. Yeah, and they don't like it at first, you know, because they get tired. <laughs> gotcha. And it's like, that's all right. You'll adapt to it. We don't need to have you fresh right now. We need to have you fresh when it's time to be fresh. But you're always lifting those maximum weights fast. Yeah, I remember you said that. Well, we're not. We're always lifting relatively heavy, but heavy and fast. Gotcha. So our minimum velocity in, a, in a, let's say, a clean is two meters per second. Okay. You below that, you're done. Gotcha. Change the weight on the bar. It's too. It's too. It's too light to make you explosive. So you just go lighter. Yeah. yeah. Now, when you're doing max weights, is there like a speed that you want to keep them uh, above? Oh, I still. We still try to be above two meters per second because we can be. Okay. You know, because we can. At, we're, we're when we're doing max strength. So if we're doing cleans, I still want a high velocity. Okay. Um, and then when we're doing squats, we have we use the Kaiser rack, so I put air on, 60 kg of air. We could still move fast because the bar won't come off your back. Gotcha. So you can really get after it. So I, I still keep two meters per second uh, okay. for the Olympic list particularly. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, you, now uh, if I remember, I've ever heard somebody, that, now you, you, in America, you would not use Olympic lifts, but in China you do. But why, what, why would you not use Olympic lifts in, in America? Um, well, if they haven't been exposed to them, it takes a while for them to learn. Okay. And you, it, depending on the length of your off season, like if I'm training a track athlete, it's easier. But if I have a football player, I may get nine weeks with them. Okay. It's not enough time. Gotcha. You know? Yeah. Cause it's, it's a risk. It's a risk ratio. I mean, r risk assessment. Can you get them there, improve them enough without potentially injuring them doing something they're not comfortable with. Gotcha. Now, those that are comfortable with it, we'll let them continue. Gotcha. They've been doing it for so long in Asia. Let them continue it. Say it again. You said doing it, do it in, in Asia, do it. So they've been doing it already. You've got, you just let them continue. Yeah, yeah. It. Yes. So like in China, we do it because that's what they've been doing their whole lives. Okay. So I kept that in their program. Gotcha. Now, did Powell, then those guys, did they, did they do Olympic lifting? Mike didn't do any Olympic lifting with me. Okay. He When, when I left in 93, he went to John and Art Venegas and did lifting, Olympic lifting there. Okay. And he just got slow. Gotcha. Um, and, you know, if you do Olympic lifting wrong, you'll get slow. Gotcha. Uh, okay. it, a slow for that particular event. Why do, why, do, why do you think that is? Uh, what's the yeah, reason? I mean, uh, it's because the lifts are slower uh, versus the guys are squat. Okay. You know, I doubt he was lifting as fast as we do now. I mean, you know, I've got my one long jumper. He'll be at uh, 135 kg, and he'll lift that at two, two, over 2.3 meters per second. Okay. So, yeah, so, so you're saying that if they Olympic lift too slow, it'll it's detrimental to your speed. Gosh, okay. Because a lot of these football coaches think they can just limit lift. Well, if not moderating the speed, they'll get faster. <laughs> Got to monitor the speed. Because power is force times velocity. Otherwise, 
you're just getting force. Gotcha. So you have to bond then you have P is equal to vegan. I mean, P is equal to F, and you don't want that. You want P is equal to F times V. So you got to have that velocity component in there. So you so you think so now so so these vo- velocity tracking devices are valuable for somebody trying to get faster. Is that correct? I say that again. Sorry. Uh, like a Tendo it's, or 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 a Gym Aware. Yeah, without is, a doubt, we, we've, we've used them for well over 20, 20 years. And so, if you didn't have it, it'd be a lot tougher. Do you, you think it's it's pretty hard to do without it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're guessing. You can you can watch. You can go online and look at people doing it at certain speeds, and then you can start to say, "Okay, we're close." Gotcha. You know? Um, but when you start getting a seventy kilo guy, basically cleaning almost twice his body weight, one thirty five, one thirty eight kilos, you know. That's pretty impressive. That's, that, that's that. fast, man. Yeah, when he's when he's at two point three meters per second. Yeah, that is. I've had kids jump; they can't really jump that hot, that fast. Yeah, that's smoking. <laughs> My goodness, yeah, well, these, these are world class track athletes. They're, they don't get there without being bad. Right. Exactly. Goodness gracious. Do you, now? Do you so uh, now? Are there times of year where you're doing more jumping, more sprinting, more lifting, or is it just go, is it going all at the same time? Times times of the year where I will focus on max strength more than anything else. Okay. Probably like far out from the competition period. I would say. Oh. Um. Or are you doing it right? I mean, up, right? My, up, right? My max strength. My max strength wouldn't be. It'd be closer to indoors. Okay. But. Otherwise, yeah, it's usually a good six weeks removed from competition season. Now, once they get into these Diamond League meets and they're approaching the championship, how how would you lift them then? You're not. Oh, at that particular point, I drop the exercises down to two or three exercises. Okay. Sets and reps down to four, threes or fours times two, gotcha. and just neurally just neurally stimulate them with something that is. Relatively whole body, or at very least lower body. Okay. Now, are you now? This is the traveling. Are they training in the weight room? You're finding a weight room at the at the meet. You're traveling. You're you're attending. It it just depends. Um, it can be a a weight room in the stadium, a weight room at a club. Wherever okay. we just we get a, you got to figure it out. You know. So gotcha. It's not always not always the best conditions. So you just got to figure it out. What, what what do 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 what you have got there yeah most of us have been going to the meets for long enough to where we know where we can go and in, in each city so okay to, to continue gotcha now what what yeah. is what's like a what's like a what's like a um what's it like what do your jumpers do and what do your sprinters sprinters do different like in a weekly setting lifting running sprinting tempo well Depends the time of year. It changes. Oh, okay. The emphasis for the day changes. Let's um, say let's say far out from off middle off season. Well, off season. if you if you take a look at, um, we'll do a little activation circuit on Monday. Follow it up with, um, acceleration, and then Tuesday morning we'll have uh, lifting. Okay. Tuesday afternoon off. Wednesday afternoon off. Wednesday, I mean Wednesday morning off. Wednesday afternoon, we'll be in some special endurance one, and then let's see. Come back on special endurance. Special endurance one. Are you just doing how many reps of that are you doing? Oh, it's like five reps. Okay. Yeah, that maybe one too many, you know. Gotcha. Um, and then Thursday we're usually repeating Monday and then on Friday uh, for the sprinters we'll do an ASSC or a GSSC workout okay and then on Saturday we come back with a special endurance again gotcha huh so once a week special endurance um yes usually on Saturdays and then um but lots of recovery I, I assume right Cover your work. Well, depends on how well they rest. Gotcha. And and how well they recover. 
So we we actively do recovery every day. Okay. Gotcha. Now are the um and you so you're doing two acceleration days a week? Yep. So you're spending Absolutely. you're spending most of your time in acceleration, it sounds like, because that's probably the most the biggest phase of the well, the most important phase I would say, right? Well, if you can't accelerate, well, it's kind of hard to run the hundred. <laughs> well, so you better learn how to accelerate well. And you're trying to further feather out that acceleration so they can hit top speed later, I believe. Well, I'm trying to push the acceleration as far down the track as I can. Gotcha. 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 That is a difficult task, I believe, because it's a. Uh, it's a lot of people want to, want to get to get to hit the top speed as fast as possible. It seems like so. Yeah, yeah. You've got to be patient. <laughs> how long was it now at that level? How long does it take to gain like a meter or two of acceleration? Or, or what are what what cues are you? What gives you the the? You're testing a thirty meter. It's um, out the blocks. That gives you education. Uh, well, standing and or thirty depends. Okay. Do you ever do a 50 to see? Uh, once. Um, or, a, or just a, we'll, six, a 60, just a 60 to see when they hit top speed and they level off. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and then we'll also do, let's say, 50 to 80 so okay. we can see how long they can maintain that top end. Oh, okay. So you run it, you run, they, you set the cones up between 50 and 80. Right. Okay. I was doing that with one of my sprinters, uh, Maddie Kelly. She had a deacceleration problem. I put the, I had to run actually at uh, 80. I put the cones up to see what she ran in the last 50, 60, 70, 80, like that, mm-hmm. to see the splits, to see, to see, to see the show or exactly how much deacceleration happened. <laughs> and I think she went from a one, a 108, a 107 to like a 121. So it was drastic, you know. So I was, I was, so I, I did, so I, I did more special endurance with her to just try to fix that out and try to get her more. See, she, her last problem was elasticity. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, you know. I, do you find the, do you find with, with most, you know, do you find the most the elastic people, they are, they, they can maintain their speed better than someone just not elastic. If they learn how to run. Absolutely. And okay. with the elastic people, you basically have to do a little bit less work too. Gotcha. I figure most of those world class people are elastic. You can't get that level of being elastic. Not necessarily. Interesting. No, I mean, Sue wasn't elastic. It ran ten flat. Wow. He got elastic. He runs nine eight three. Wow. That's <laughs> that's incredible. And you know, the six twenty nine is still the most incredible number. So. Oof. I guess you have to, to be elastic run a fast sixty as well. Absolutely. Sure. <laughs> Because it just you get to get more bounce, you can skip down the track. Yep. <laughs> did, uh, what, did you do? Did you do? Um, oh, how do you peak? How do you taper down to the meet? Um, Towards like a championship meet or the Olympics. I gotta change something. That's uh, for. Give me a second. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. We're in the middle of this. I know. <laughs> they're in the middle of workout. And they're asking me a question. <laughs> oh, okay. over in Asia. Yeah, China. Okay. okay. Uh, say that again now. How Same do you taper question. down to the uh, uh, to the Olympics? You or start the, or to the... reduce the volume. Okay. Uh, Sue's is is reacts pretty well. So I can keep him going until about two and a half weeks out. Okay. And then we start reducing the volume, reduce the volume in lifting, reduce the volume in running, get the quality and the intensity very high, and uh, just let the body adapt to that, and they'll start to come around. And do you, um, how about how much, how much acceleration work would you go down to, or max velocity work would you go down to, like volume-wise? Oh, oh, I don't do hardly any at that point. Okay. Just let it's, just it's let them too, rest. It's too dangerous. Gotcha. You know, we might do some flying 80s or 90s, you know, but we don't we don't go 100%. Gotcha. 
gotcha. try to figure stuff out. Okay. At that point, you just you're you're at where you're at. Yes. yes. <laughs> the, All your money's in the bank. All you can do is withdraw it now. Now for it. Now, have you ever tra- ever trained any distance people? Like five thousand, ten thousand. I have, but not at the elite level. Okay. Um, I took a group of women back in nineteen ninety-eight. 1999, just forgetting right now. Um, and I wanted to take what I've been doing and what I'd learned in the distances and apply it. So I took a group of six women and just started training them. Um, weight room, pool recovery, regular track workouts and things. And uh, at the end of that six months or four to six months, I can't remember the exact name, but they, they all came in running about 23 minutes for uh, 5K. Hmm. and you know mid high 30s low 40s for 10k hmm. and when it the le- when they left everybody was under 20 minutes hmm. for 10k and the best was around 1748 wow which was outstanding she was 50 years old what wow yeah, <laughs> yeah she was ready to go Good. um 10,000 uh, they got down under 36, 35, 34 high. There were, uh, all of those women were over 40. Wow. So, and uh, then, of course, not the 5 and 10, but I worked with the world duathlon champion, Maddie Tormolin. Mm-hmm. She's a two time world duathlon champion. Um, and uh, did some work with the Lanakai Canoe Club on their uh, Maui to Oahu race. And, uh, then of course, just recently with Chun Yu in China, she finished fifth at the 800 meters in Tokyo. How many miles a week should a distance person run? Well, what what are the components? Oh, that's that's, that's a big question, and there isn't an answer for that. Uh. There is a no. There's not one answer for that, and anybody who gives you one, they'll give you a range, and that's a that's a smart thing to do. But okay, you don't know what that answer is because. There's too many other variables that get you in trouble very quickly. Gotcha. And I don't run miles. I do time. Okay. Gotcha. I never worry about distance. And pace. Do you worry about pace at all? I pace a little bit, but mostly time at heart rate. So time at task. Now, tempo is different for a distance runner than a sprinter. Yeah, it is. So It's not a lot different, though. (laughs) It is. It just seems like the terms are kind of it's a little different. Now, do, now do they do, you, do so those distance people are they were they sprinting at times? Were they doing doing uh, special oh, yeah. endurance they, one tempo all at the same time? Never leave speed. Always doing you know sixties, some point. Oh, so you had you had them you had them doing sixties too. Oh yeah. Okay. They sprint. Absolutely. That's not something like, that gets for done. Instance, this eight hundred meter girl. Um, she started out at 352 approximately for her flying 30. Wow. And got down to 322. Woo. My goodness. Yeah. That's that's doing pretty well. And you weren't even I really lifting she, her, were you? She was just doing speed work? I wasn't lifting her as well as she could. That's the next phase for her. If, if she comes back, it's hard to say because she got married and she potentially is going to retire. What? Yeah. Wow. That's the way it works culturally in China. Very oh. frustrating, but oh my we'll wait and see if that we'll wait and see if that happens finally. But right now, that's where it is. Was she doing like one? What was it? Like VO two maxes? What what kind of work she did with that? Or was that part of the program? Uh, I don't remember her number off the top of my head, but I think it was between sixty four and sixty seven. Like a like a like a one k. Uh, sixty four, sixty seven, uh, VO two. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Wait. Her 1K time, um, in practice, her 1K time was 2.36. Ooh, my goodness. And 300, well, I'm trying to think of 600 time was 130, no, 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 126, 125. How, how many How many uh, reps of that would she do over 1K? Oh, we would do one. Oh, just when one. When we did that, we were doing, that was a time trial sort of thing. Oh, okay. But not some some people do like five five one Ks in a row. 
Well, we do four one Ks. That's a standard workout. Okay. Four one Ks with four minutes rest. Okay. That's what I was getting. And start those out at three oh five and she ended up doing those as we go went went through the season. By the time she got she was doing uh four in two forty two to two forty six. Okay. And that was the indicator she was about to run a faster. Yeah, it, 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 she was ready to roll. And <laughs> she came off that and ran 407. Oh, my goodness. Never ran 1,500, but once in a while. Did you ever have to do any, like, special endurance uh, 300s yeah. or oh, really really oh. super fast 300s and, and super fast 200s and For 400s? Her. Yeah. I mean, she would uh, she do her 300s and... Oh, let me think here. Two fifties, thirty-two, thirty-four, three hundreds, thirty-five to thirty-seven. Mm. That's moving. <laughs> yeah. Or her her four hundred PB was fifty-three eighty-six. Okay. I believe, and she got that down to fifty-two and only won four hundred. Wow. Here. I guess that's speed reserve, right? To run that little speed you know. reserve, a lot of talent. Gotcha. A whole lot of talent. <laughs> she's too talented. I mean, one of the most talented females I've seen. And I think another two years of training, and she would give, she would give Moo a run for her money. Uh, she, 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 she. I hope she competes for still. What's that? I hope she still competes. She sounds fabulous. Yeah, just um. I'm just getting the message that she's probably not going to. Oh, she's gonna, man. She got married. Her husband wants her to stop. She's going to have a baby, you know, wants mm. to have a baby. It's, it's China. It's at 26. That's old. And, you know, you, they succumb to the cultural pressures. We'll see. She may come, pop out of this. I don't know. So. Now, in China, do, do does what age do they start training for track and field? Well, 10 or 12. Okay. And is it a big, 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 big sport over there? No, no, no. There's a lot of people participating, but it's not a big sport. Gotcha. No. And so it's uh, yeah. That's I wonder is that it doesn't still get a huge sport over there. Well, distance running's become huge in China. Okay, huge. Huh. I mean, stupid. <laughs> no. no, it's it's crazy. Is it? Yes, it's crazy. Really? I mean, when. When I first got there, there was like five marathons. Uh-huh. Now there's over 400. 400 marathons. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of whole bunch of long distance running going on in China now. Wow. Do you ever do you ever train? What's the furthest distance you've ever trained someone with besides 10k? Or, you mean in terms of a, a run or in terms of the yeah, like a, an athlete. The well, the, the, duath- the world duathlon would have been the, the longest. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I, I like how you're applying the sprint principles into the distance. Oh, but world. It's, it's, it's a natural. I remember one of the, one of the coaches, the distance coaches asked me, so what would you do with the sprinters for weightlifting? I said, the same thing I did for sprinting. Well, <laughs> I just cut the volume down a little bit. They, it's still, they still have to run. The range of motion is a little bit smaller, but the technique's the same. They use the same muscles. It's all the same. So, um, get them strong. So a lot they of these, lo- a lot of distance kids I talk to, they don't say, "I don't do lift." That's just for just runners. What, what do you say about well, that? I'd say they're crazy. <laughs> no, I'd say they're missing. They're missing out on one other aspect. You know, they get caught up in the engine, the cardiovascular system. Okay. And they forget that, like in a car, car's got a great motor and exhaust, and, and it might have good rubber on the road, but if it's got a bad suspension, you're screwed. <laughs> that makes sense. You are. You could drive that car all you want. You can't take the curves, can't do anything. So in the case of the distance running, strength training is tuning the suspension. Gotcha. And it puts you in a position so that you can reposition the joints and access the elastic tissue because when you access the elastic tissue you're using less energy with every step because elastic energy is there's, there's no metabolic um downside to it ah 
I, I, and, and even sometimes the track coaches around here, the sprinters, they don't lift either. They just run. <laughs> yeah, that, a lot of times that's time. Yeah. You know, particularly at the high school level. But, right. yeah, we, we lift. We lift three days a week. Some of my college sprinters don't lift either. <laughs> and so yeah, they, that's a little surprising. They lift, but it, it's not, it's, I don't know, it's definitely incorrect. <laughs> And so they slow down. No, they no, slow down way much. Yeah, hard, hard to judge. Yeah. Without yeah. knowing and seeing and, and being able to talk with the coach. Right, 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 right. But they, they, um, I think what it is, the problem I think in, in college is the strength. The, the there's a disconnect. The strength coaches do what they want, and they don't do necessarily what the track coaches want them to do. Yeah, there's no strength coach. There's probably. A, a handful of strength coaches on the planet that I would allow to touch. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yes. So I think that's a disconnect in college. The strength coaches aren't listening to the track coaches and they're just doing. Well, there's that. There's just time. There's team. Yeah. That doesn't mean there's not a lot of guys smart enough in in SNC. There's there's too many. If they wanted to listen, we could walk through it and and get it right. Yeah. In terms of just turning a program over without and, and trusting somebody. There's a handful of those guys on the planet they, they can, that you would trust. Yeah, that I would go, okay, take this. Here's our <laughs> workouts. Take a look. We're doing the workout. Now let's manufacture this weight room um, training on the other side. Of it. What, now, what, say, say you're at a college program. You have a whole team of kids, uh, 50 kids. They get in the room. And how would you, would you trust somebody then? Because there's, there's, there's limited time and limited space. And a weight room full of, full of college setting. Well, I would just tell them, you know, first of all, let's take a look at how much time we do have. Yeah. Second, you're not going to make a mistake by getting them strong. Gotcha. Now, if you can get them strong and powerful, it's even better. So, um, let's let's just do our best. Let's just do our best. Yeah. It just depends on who it is. <laughs> I mean, a guy that's just set up to do only weight training, yeah. only mass based. We're gonna have some difficult times. Well, oh, because well, you're talking about discipline, just regular weights, no, no, Kaiser, something about. Yeah, I'm just yeah. If you're just doing mass-based training, yeah, without having the ability to use pneumatics or some other things, yeah, gotcha. we got well, we, we we need to get past that and start understanding what these other tools. It's bl- explain the benefits of that of that the uh, pneumatics. Well, I kind of already did earlier yeah. when we talked about the eccentric speed, but you know, you've got, you got one big one. First of all, every single rep is going to be the best rep you can do because the, the, the resistance doesn't float, doesn't change. Uh, it may change if it's a variable resistance piece, but you can move that thing as fast as you want. And your, your, your velocity, it, your resistance through that velocity or through that range of motion is going to re- remain the same every gotcha. every rep. You you can't you can't change it. There's there's not enough mass to, to evoke change like that. Gotcha. And that and how, then, how, how does that how does that translate over to the to the, to the sport? Well, it translates by integrating that newfound eccentric speed into your your running mechanics, for instance. I mean, we when we were tested recently last year. Um, the, the scientist testing has said, I've never seen anybody with this kind of core strength and ground contact times. Wow. Fastest ground contact. and But we were too fast. We were overcooked. <laughs> Overcooking them. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Was that Dr. Mann, Ralph Mann? Uh, Ralph. Ralph was, was there with us, yeah. Okay. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. And the... Um... Yeah, the, the, the a lot. Of, I, I feel like if you're lifting weights with no no added variable resistance, it's too light at the top, and it's too heavy at the bottom. Does that does that sound accurate? Well, if you if if you go with F equals ma, m times a, um, yeah. As long as you're accelerating that mass, then the forces are changing. And you're accelerating F- it out of the bottom, so the forces are changing, and you're deaccelerating at the top, so the forces are changing. And if you don't want to do that, then you've got to move it very slow. Gotcha. Really slow. Like 10 second reps. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and that would just slow you down. Correct. 
Is it true like lifting heavy weights too much? It's too slow. It will slow the nervous system down. Eventually, your body's going to adapt to the speed. So, you know, I mean, we, we squat heavy. We'll squat 180 kg. Okay. Um, and yet that's going to be done a little slower, but we're not going to spend a lot of time there. And we always back it up with something fast. Gotcha. Just compound it with something fast anyways. Do you, do you contrast it with some something a fast clean or a fast Kaiser squat? Always. Okay. Not a clean. We use usually some form of jumping. Okay. So you jump usually after you hit lift heavy? Yep. Yeah. We okay. squat. We probably do a box jump, rear box jump, or hurdle hops, really low hurdle hops for we do for speed. Do you do any weighted weighted uh, jumps? All the, all the time. Okay. I've been doing it for... 40 years you know and 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 recently more re- more recently the last seven years i've been using the uh not seven but 2017 i think we started using the lila the oxygen yeah yes i have those those are nice yep they're great do, 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 you, great ju- you, do you jump with those as well absolutely okay and roll we drill with them we jump with them we sprint with them gotcha the um the uh now do you do you do assisted jumps at all i simply do the assisted jumps with the bands um, assist, uh, attached a little to the bit yeah a little bit during the year we will okay for sure you know we do assisted jumps we do shuttle mvp um so we may squat we'll go from a squat to an assisted jump then do a shuttle mvp that's one that's you know one set okay one i'm sorry well, that's that's one rep of of three exercises. And you probably don't. How many reps do you do of jumping after you squat? Oh, four to six. Okay. And then you'll just do a couple sets like that. Uh, one set. Okay. Gotcha. And we'll go on to the shuttle MVP. Do one set there, and then we rest. And okay. We do it again. Oh, okay. So you rotate that around. Gotcha. Yeah. And that's one set. So squat, jump, so let me be. Right. Variations on that thing. But yeah, that's, that's kind of what we'll do. Do you do mostly vertical jumping or do you do any, do any horizontal stuff, broad jumps? Almost all vertical. Okay. Yeah. No bound, no triple bounds or anything that, like that? No, we don't. Don't do single leg. I've got too many guys with bad knees, so I can't really do them. Okay. Um, we'll do right, left, right, left. For 40 meters. Okay. Um, and, and long jumpers, of course, do that. The jumpers do the, the, do that stuff, but the sprinters, uh, not so much. Do you do straight leg bounds at all? Uh, yeah. We okay. live with them. Oh, That's you do? Part of every warm-up and are, are done you know, twice a week in training. Okay. Wow. Do you do those weighted at all, too, as well? Yep. How many meters yep. do you go with those? Uh, I usually do between 50 and 70. Okay. Gotcha. And not that many reps, probably. No, maybe three or four reps. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. 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 And but you do do you do regular do you regular bounds at all? Regular bounds, uh, power bounds. I want to say. Yeah, it's called right, left, right, left. Okay. 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 Gotcha. Some 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 of my kids have shin splints. So I can't mess with those. Yeah, uh, that's probably the, the they've got to learn how to do straight leg bounds before they can do those. Now, have you ever counter trained an athlete with shin splints, and how, did you correct that? Uh, you correct it with making sure you got good sports medicine person around. You know, <laughs> making sure the foot's adjusted, foot's manipulated, okay. foot strength is there, um, water recovery afterwards, which is what you're doing. And it looks like pretty good, pretty good situation. So they get the foot, foot adjusted and. And and get make sure that the, the pronation is good and everything. Yep. Now, do you do? Um, I'm going to say, what do you incorporate med ball throws at all? We do in the weight room. Okay. And then we do shot puts during the outdoor season when we when we're in a place that'll let us do them. Vertical tosses up H- in the air. BLF or? and oh, BLF and OHBs. Okay. And and like a broad jump chest pass toss. Uh, we don't even do that. That just, that goes in the weight room, but we'll, we we will do a standing long jump. Okay. Are they doing what's the what's the weight 
on those med balls? Not too heavy, I would assume. Uh, three or four kilo, mostly four kilo shot puts when we're throwing those, but uh, med ball can be as low as three. And what's the, what's what, what what do they correlate with? Would you say to the, the it's, sprint? It's power. It's total body power. Okay. Some people say the med ball throw is actually better, more powerful than the clean. I've seen that. And, you know, Zatsiorski had a number saying that the four kilo shot put throw was more powerful. Well, it, it, it depends. It depends, on, first of all, how you're measuring power. Gotcha. Average, peak. Um, it also depends what, what thing you're working with, meaning what kind of athlete okay. you're working with. So. Yeah. Um, it's hard. It's hard to chase. You know. You, you know. Track power of the med ball. Unless, I, unless it's a ballistic ball or something like that. Yeah. I mean, you can track power with, with the stuff that uh, what's his name's doing the the new balls that are out now. Right. You can track the power of the power of the ball. Do you have any? Do you have any tracking? Do you have, do you have any med balls you can track velocity with? Uh, yeah, they, the ones we had did. They, we broke them, but. There's a, there's a new there's a new one out. Scott Scott Damon has the new ones out. Okay, they're probably you know, they're probably pretty pricey. I would I would say soon. They they are, but worth it if you're going to do, you know, tracking and this, this elite stuff. If you have to, you can just throw for distance and kind of figure it out. Gotcha. You know, but it's always nice to see if they're doing a good acceleration with the ball in the beginning. Which is okay. What you're really. Now, do you, so you, now, so you do you, in the weight room, you'll do squat, med ball, and some jumps in the same session. Yeah, and we probably would have some Kaiser supplemental stuff or other supplemental stuff in there. Gosh, gotcha. so so like hamstrings, calves. Right, right. What do you right. do? What do you do for glute strength? Squat. Okay, just regular squat. No, no, no other accessories. Yes, squat. Yeah, we squat. Gotcha. Do you do you deadlift at all? Regular bar, straight straight bar? No, we don't deadlift. We do hex bar squats. Hex bar, okay. Yeah. I got older athletes and a lot of bad backs. Okay. From the, <laughs> I inherited, so I kind of removed deadlifts gotcha. from the from the equation. Went to hex bar, works well, so I'll use it. If I, if, if we're doing squatting and they have a a greater trochanter to total body heights ratio above 52%. I switched to uh, X bar uh, safety squat or a belt squat. Okay. Now I like the belt squat. Do you, how often do you use that? Or is it, is it for certain athletes? Uh, it just depends on time of the year. Okay. You know, but, but we will incorporate it in usually by max right around max strength. Well, in this case we may do a, a day where we have, barbell squat or whatever other type of squat and then we'll come over and we'll hit the belt squat fast okay and you're doing lighter weight and super fast correct 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 be probably 30 percent well i wasn't gonna say 30 probably be 60 okay gotcha and then and everybody's uh now did now you do you, did you train the women it's different than the men nope or exactly the same yep <laughs> But you, but you don't, you don't have now. The only woman you train is the mid-distance girl, right? They're mostly all men, right, for the jumps and the sprints. Yes, correct. Okay. Now, for triple jumping, is there, is there, is there, is there, is there anything different in long jumping that you do with the sprinters? Um, as far as like, it just, just we do more jumping, okay. do more variations of jumping to coordinate, just to get more highly coordinated in their jumping motions. How many days do you do technical wise for them? For the two days. Long. two days, two days. Did have you had to start with the now? If you had to start from scratch, what would be the first thing you do on a triple jumper? Teach them how to sprint. Okay. The first phase, the second phase, and the first phase are the ones that's that's flawed on my on my younger kids. Well, they they learn that, particularly in the triple jump. The very first thing I try to teach them is that the triple jump approach ends at the hop landing okay which means the hop is part of the approach gotcha okay that makes sense a lot of the a lot of the kids are jumped too high and Most crash kids jump too high. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And, yeah. and, and it sounds like the one girl you had has that where she can get away with it. Um, well, Don Ben, who I coached, was too high, but we got him straightened out. He was he ended up being third uh, in the Olympics. Okay. And won world indoors. Wow. Um, you know, and so once he started to figure out that you go hor- it's a horizontal jump, not a vertical jump. Mm-hmm. He was in he was in, in pretty good shape. What type of acceleration speed does he have in the thirty meters? He was probably my third fastest person. Really? Yeah. Wow. He's fast. <laughs> now, do do the um, do they do double arm swings or single arm swings? When, when Don't like the uh, double arm swing, but we do. We we try to go single single double. Okay. Because by the time you get to the jump, you're slow enough where the double works well. Okay. Otherwise, the double is just slowing you down. I know Christian doubles, and Christian Olsen doubled, and a few other people are trying to double. I think it's a mistake. Oh, okay. I was going to say, because kids always ask me, what, what should I do? Should I do double, single arm, mixture? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's something they play with. I mean, I remember discussing this with Jonathan Edwards in Atlanta. He was trying to track. He was trying to. He was having trouble, and you know, it, you just have to simplify the single. You, the simple, the simple, the the single is not that difficult to do. Gotcha. Now, for long jumpers, hitch kick, sail. What What do you think? Uh, is the, or is that we don't we don't hitch kick until they can go over eight thirty. Okay. Gotcha. Well, probably because there's not enough time in the air. Yeah, Does that make exactly. Sense? <laughs> yeah. The ground comes back too quick. So, so it, and then after that, it's it's easy you just figure out which one works best for. It. I've always thought that, but I never could confirm that. But it just seemed logical to me. Yeah, I mean, you just God, you can't jump eight thirty. Don't bother doing a hitch. <laughs> and here's what about the angle of takeoff. For a long jumper, is that changed? How, the fa- my thought is the faster you are, the lower angle, the high, the, the slower, the slower you come in the room, the higher angle. Potentially, yeah. You, your goal is to be able to run fast like the fastest guy, but to have a high vertical. Gotcha. And a lot of people, a lot of kids, they try to jump out, but I think they should actually jump up. It is all about. You just spent forty-five meters going horizontal. Don't go horizontal at the board. It's got to be a vertical impulse because you're still carrying your 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 velocity to the board. Key there is not to lose your velocity. So your your right foot, in case of a left foot takeoff, has got to be the most aggressive step in the whole approach. They should they should step pretty close below center mass at takeoff. Or they should be a, it, pretty close a to under greater trochanter. Yeah. Okay. But very aggressive pull without a push. Okay. A pull without a push. Mm-hmm. And the, a lot of the kids actually, their legs drop in the air too fast. I think it takes them down to the sand. Yeah, and that's part of the knee drive delay. Mm-hmm. You drive that knee at takeoff and you hold it just a little bit longer just to set up the timing of the whole flight mechanics. I there's What, what drills would you do to fix that? Oh, it's... Any jump drill, any jump takeoff drill. Just okay. Focus on it. Gotcha. There, I have a girl that is f- pretty quick. She uh, she runs like a twelve flat. Now, her acceleration is not good. So when she accelerates, she she, she starts ten steps back. She is not. She can't get enough speed to get far on the and the. Uh, she runs a twelve flat. She only jumps seventeen. So I think it's her her acceleration mechanics and she, she might need to step back up further to get more speed to the, to the, to the board. Does that make sense? Yeah. Where? Yes, it does. Perfect sense. And cause she's, um, I didn't haven't clocked it, but she's just, she's probably at 60 five fifty percent of her speed at takeoff. And she should be jumping. <laughs> she should be jumping 18 feet running 12 feet. I mean, 12, well, 12 seconds, 12 seconds, yeah. 12 seconds, 100 meter dash sounds like she's got some work to do on and, and getting the courage to take off at speed yeah that's <laughs> exactly 
but but for her since she's going so slow i i kind of recommend her taking off a higher a higher more vertical takeoff angle does that make sense or no um well, she's really small it you, would yeah she she's to. five four but it's remember it's still a horizontal jump so you have to have high velocity at takeoff right there's no way around that <laughs> yeah you, you just no you can't beat that so i had a kid that was uh he wasn't that fast but he could jump he could he can this guy can do it you know reverse dunks and alley-oop dunks and he jumped 23 24 feet 23 feet he gets beat by and he's he's like a hundred he's like a 11 300 meter kid 11 four mm-hmm. he's getting beat by these kids running mid mid 10s he just they just can't he can't jump as far as he can because um, he's probably trying to jump yes is he, he he's he, now he won the a10 atlantic 10 with a 20 i think it was 24 too but now there's guys that are fast that it's gonna he's gonna have trouble beating unless he gets faster i think oh. <laughs> but so for him maybe I, 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 it's either hit, I get more velocity or or i think that's very, that's, that's the next step he needs to do yeah you, you got to get him velocity um Friend, I'm going to have to cut this short because I have to do a conference call. To okay. One. Okay. Um, we and will. we can still come back if you have some more questions. Yeah, man. This has been great. It's been great. Yeah. Um, but let me, I'm going to have to attend to this. Uh, I didn't realize that they were. When are you headed back to, to China? Don't know yet. Okay. It's supposed to be supposed to be Thursday, but we're not sure. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll, circle, have, we'll have to circle back. This is, is great, though. Yeah. Yeah. We, we can try it again. All right, man. I, okay. if, I if I have some questions, can I can I, can I message you? Sure. Okay. Absolutely. Perfect. Okay. All right, buddy. Great. All right, thanks thanks a lot. Just a reminder. Also, you can also DM me for online programming. You can also DM me for the Bird Sports Performance Mentorship and Training Certification, in which you will learn about all about training and training strength and speed and mobility and flexibility and throwing velocity and swinging velocity, all that type of stuff. Um, all you gotta do is just hit me up on Instagram, Facebook, um, you can email me, whatever you gotta do, but if you have any questions or any, um, podcast you wanna hear about in the future, just also DM me also as well, thanks a lot.